This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Well, 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 we're back on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket at TicketFM.com. All streaming platforms are open, and the block is hot on the text line. Sutter Heyman text line, you can always reach out to us there. Tap in, check in, say what's happening, what's up, what's going on. All of that good stuff is available to you at 402-464-5685 on the Sutter Heyman text line. Going to talk a little bit about the basketball. Basketball. They make their way out to Queens. 2-0 Nebraska. New, Queens, New York. And they've jumped significantly, significantly in the RPI rankings to the top 10. That's a good thing for them. If they can if they can make some noise. And, and I'm going to throw this out to the Sider Heyman text line. Over, under. Texter Texas in. And I, I thought it was a, a good little, you know, text to the uh, hotline. Sauter Heyman hotline, that is. Mm-hmm. Over under, do you believe Nebraska wins more than 11 games this year? What say you before we get into Nebraska ball talk? I'm going to say over. I think their out-of-conference schedule is tough. Um, not Certainly not ideal. But I, I'm kind of with you, Strick. I'm not going to say that it's necessarily a down year for the Big Ten. Uh, I think they're still going to have six, seven, possibly eight teams in the tournament, which I think is pretty standard. But I think that there's some winnable games. I think Nebraska is going to perform better in the Big Ten. We saw last year they didn't get a big t- win in the Big Ten to what the twelfth, thirteenth mm-hmm. game. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be the case this year. I think they'll have over eleven. And I, I'm with you. I, I think realistically, something this team should aim for is the ten seed or higher. Get a, get a bye. Get a bye in the Big Ten tournament. Don't play in that first game, which is usually on like a Wednesday or something weird like that. Yeah. Avoid that game altogether. I'm going to go over. I, I like I like the over than what? I think I'm going to take the over, too. I, I really do think that they're going to continue to grow. I think they're going to continue to learn from these lessons. I think um, a good road test on a, on a better team out of Colorado – um, up in the air. Colorado the way just that they beat started. someone, too. I can't remember who it was. Colorado just had a big win. Give me a second. Give me a second. Keep talking. So, what I, the way I view it, I, I think that was a great lesson for them. You know, one, I talked to them, and we're going to have, um, you know, some – we have some voiceovers from the bites. interview. Interview, sound bites. Oh, yeah. Is that what you call them? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Sound bites. You like that? Yeah, I like sound bites. Sound bites, like that's that. what we call it in the TV world. They beat Tennessee. On the road. That's a great win. Yes. So watch it. Watch Colorado, yourself. Colorado's not terrible. Watch yourself. That's what I'm saying. I think those lessons that they can learn from that. Obviously, St. John's at three and zero, coming in after a win over Central Connecticut uh, on Tuesday evening. The Red Storm. They're being led by David Jones. David Jones is a deep hall transfer, averaging 19 points a game, 49 percent, shooting eight rebounds a game. So he's going to be a tough matchup. 
who they're going to match up with, I'd like to see this matchup between him and Jawan Gary. I, I, I really do. I do too. Um, I think Blaze Keita, not Blaze, but I think um, Denim Dawson may get a look at That's him. That's your as well. boy. Energy I, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put some stoppers on him, and my thing is going to be what we're gonna hear on some of these sound bites, which I'd like to uh, definitely hear from Coach Hoiberg. We got one also from Sam Greasel in an interview before they hit the road today mm-hmm. to head out there. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it's gonna be a great challenge. The Gavit tip off, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing how they perform. Remember last year when they played NC State. I think that was a turnaround it as was. to I think if they it win that the game and, I, and I'm not going to say that this is it right but I'm going to say it's great preparation because I think that Oklahoma game and that tournament could be a defining moment and if Oklahoma's they can pull that them. off I think they are I think if they can pull that off in that in that tournament down in Orlando that's coming up I think I think those are going to be a that's those are going to be defining moments as to what they can do. Because um, it was unfortunate. Because I think that NC State loss just changed the whole. I, I agree. Season. I think I it mean, broke. I think it's a. It was a back breaking thing it was, for them. It was. You know, um, especially going to what was it triple overtime, something like that. You had some yeah. very questionable calls. Very. I, questionable. It was deflating. It, it was just a deflating loss. I just love. I love some of the stuff that I'm hearing out of the camp regarding their abilities to recover and to make adjustments. And to not settle. You saw And it. Sam Greasel yeah. told me in the interview specifically that they are focusing and honing in on not going, not going to hero ball style of play. And that's what we saw a lot last year. Yeah. Now, and it didn't what, work. What keeps them in trouble is when they start taking bad shots. Because that's a snowball effect on the team. Because then the next guy thinks they're going to do it, the next guy, and then you all of a sudden find yourself on a you know, 10-0 run not in your favor or a 12-0 run because right. you've taken some bad shots. So that's what the things we're going to keep our eyes on. You got those, uh, yeah, yeah. those sound bites? Uh, yeah, the first one, uh, we're going to go right off of that, Strick, like you said. Uh, Sam Greasel talking about the players knowing their roles, which has been a big discussion in the offseason, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I think um, there's been a buy-in to, to the role, and especially um, just going throughout the summer and, and going into the fall and now it's a few games in the season, I think it's it's pretty you know apparent that we know our roles and, and there's a buy into that and we know that and um, you know we trust the, the coaching staff and the positions that they put us in um, and you know like I said a little bit earlier it's just about trusting your teammate you know knowing that they're going to be there they're going to have your back um, but yeah I think I think we know our roles exactly and I specifically asked that question and I said that's yeah. huge understanding your role and not doing anything that is not required of or asked of you. And I, I, I think that's an important thing that they all must know. Also, Greasel said in that interview, he said that the team has bought in. These type of games, road games, is when you really get to assess where the buy-in level is. You're seeing it by the way that they're diving on the floors. You're seeing it by the way that they're actively just in passing lanes, getting hands on ball. And you talked about that team. He talked about that team effort of knowing your teammates and that they've got your back. You're seeing that on the defensive end of things. You're seeing how crisp their rotations are. There's not as much lack of communication. They know where they're supposed to be, where their help is coming from. So all of those things are going to help them 
uh, I think throughout of a season, throughout a season, if they can keep their focus on the main thing, and that's each other becoming better and each other being there for one another in the thick of things, I think they'll be okay. And I also want to, going off that trick, I want to hear from Sam Greasley, uh talking about the lessons that they learned from the first two games moving forward. Um, I think the biggest thing is that we've just seen the resiliency of the group. Um, and, you know, when things we're up 10 to 15 or whatever, and um, they do go on a run, you know, we're not going individual. It's not turning into a hero ball one-on-one. You know, we're staying um, together as a collective group, and, you know, that's what translates to wins, and that's how you um, get over those humps and those those lapses that I guess we've had for a few minutes and, and letting teams get back in it. But the biggest thing is resiliency. There you go. That said it right there. That's that's what I'm – you, you, you can talk hasn't that. shown, right. You can talk that. Right, right. You can speak that. That's That in some instances can be coach speak. That could be team speak. Everybody can be talking that, that, that language and saying, yeah, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do things. But when you show up on a game night and you're actively pursuing that aspect of, of, of a game, that's when you're going to see – that it's in action. And that's what I'm hoping for. The Huskers are going to have three, a trio of New York area kids that are going to have some fans in the house. The, oh. the fans will be there for this game. You'll have a Queens native right there, home, hometown kid, and uh, Karan McPherson, but obviously he's not playing. He's out due to injury. I think his whole year is, is going to be done uh, with knee surgery that he had. C.J. Wilcher and LaMarcus Lawrence, both out of plain Plainfield, New Jersey, which is about 50, 53 miles away from Carneseca Arena. So uh, also Luca Vergio, the basketball uh, uh, strategies and business operations guy. Oh, nice. He spent five years at St. John's. So there's there's going to be some guys that are going to have some uh, some interest in this game going right for them. And hopefully, you know, sometimes when you go back home, right, this is this is some things that happen sometimes is you get anxious. You get overexcited. You know what I mean? You get real hyped, and you, you want to perform. You want to do well. Your family and friends. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Everybody in front of you, right? You want to do well. But what happens sometimes is you've got to settle your nerves in that in that part of your, your mental space, in your preparation for the game. You've got to just stick to the game plan. Whatever your assignments are, stick there. Don't try to do anything specifically out of the norm, mm-hmm. and then you should be okay. Because once the game settles in about five to ten minutes in that game, you'll, you'll normally – get a little bit of peace about you you know your adrenaline will be flowing heavy and hard sometimes don't don't be shocked some of those guys you might see a long jumper if they're not settled in their mind you right. know one that's going to be a super a dumb brick, shot yeah. you know what i mean if you see that sometimes that's when you know that they're dealing with those adrenaline dumps uh whether their energy their their abilities to sustain energy and getting up and down the court, sometimes those adrenaline dumps will hit you there. So keep an eye on that for those guys as well. But uh, Fred feels confident. I mean, I looked looked him in his face. He he looks confident about their abilities. They're going to have to deal with tremendous pressure, which they haven't faced yet. Um, this team is going to get after him defensively. They're going to hound them. They're going they're going to get in Greasel's face, and they're going to try to make them make a lot of mistakes. So they've got to keep their turnover numbers down. If they stay in that 10 to 13 range in their turnovers, they should be good. They should get enough possessions themselves because they're going to force the same type of turnovers, I think, if they get after them defensively. So we'll see. Well, let me let me ask you about this, too, because we're about to get to Hoiberg here in a second, some of the, the clips that you had from him, Strick. 
Do you think when we talk about the test and what Nebraska's faced this season, I, I like that there were a few runs that weren't in Nebraska's favor, and you always talk about it being a game of runs. Do you think they're prepared for the runs that St. John's is going to present? Because I know they're a team that likes to press. Mm-hmm. So those runs can become even, I don't know, runnier in the case that you go on a deeper run because you're putting that pressure on. Do you think they've seen enough this season to be prepared for that? Um, no, you can't duplicate that. Okay. That's why you just – okay, the best way that I can say it, it's kind of like – you remember – you probably don't. But some of you <laughs> listeners on the text line, you guys will remember on the Hunter Lincoln Hotline as well and on the streams, you'll, you'll, you'll remember. Um, Mike Tyson. When Mike Tyson was in his prime, there were some things that you in your game plan for his for his boxing matches that you would you would try to get through, which is the Mike Tyson surge, meaning that first through fifth rounds, if you can sustain yourself in a Mike Tyson surge, then you're getting into the later rounds where he's still powerful and he can he can get you. But his body movement, his head movement, a lot of those things slow down. It's like Rocky versus Apollo. You know what I mean? You, you know, Rocky just you want to get them Creed. into those, yeah, those extended. Survive, yeah. So the key is to survive the initial surge okay. of the St. John. Because it's going to come. Redmond. They're coming. They're going to bring it because what surges do, especially at home, surges give you energy. Like if you get two, three steals, a couple dunks, it, 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 it gives you energy, and it sustains you as far as your intensity of attack, especially on the defensive end. But if you get beat, they break it. They hit a couple of threes. You're running around. You're, you're hounding, and they work you in that clock, which Sam Greasel talked about as well, and they score. They get to the free throw line. So all of that exerted energy begins to slowly wane. It's just it's just like in football. What teams have been doing to Nebraska is they just say, we're sticking to the game plan. We're just going to keep running the ball. Eventually, their gap integrities are going to slow. They're not going to be in their gaps. They're gonna not going to take this, want to take this pounding continuously. That's what Nebraska has to do in this St. John's game in order to win. And I certainly think that they're preparing for that to be the case. Strick, we got to take a quick break here in a second, but I definitely want to, after the break, get into what Fred Hoiberg had to say, too, because he talked about that preparation. He talked about it being the first road game. He talked about this team starting 2-0 and for the first time since he's been the head coach. So there's a lot of moving pieces that's going on with this team, too, yeah. and it's it's refreshing. I think that's the best word to say is that it looks like the plan or what we wanted to see happen is at least headed in the right direction. Now, it's not there, and it'll, we'll definitely see against St. John's what this team is made of. Oh, yeah. But it steps in the right direction. It steps in the it, right it direction. It steps in the right direction. I mean, listen. It, it, it is. Listen. Simply put. If they can pull this off, and we're going to a break, 93.7, the ticket, the TicketFM.com. If they can pull this off, that will go a long way with confidence Huge. going Huge. into this next tournament that they've got to face. And coming back and playing at home, and you can add to that, going into that tournament to face Oklahoma, I think that would – that would go a long way. I think this would be a big win for the program. Yeah. In, in, I, I agree, in, in too. Right and, and I think it sets the, the season off so well compared to last year against NC State where it seemed like the season just fell apart after that. We'll get into this a lot more. Fred Hoiberg, uh, sound bites from him coming up next right here on the block. 93.7 The Ticket.